You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Now, we've had a couple of things from the energy front. Um, we know that we're still battling with stage four, five, six, and I saw an article today saying that we could potentially be looking at anything from stage eight to stage 16 of load shedding. Um, I think at stage 16, it's just there's just no power. There's there's nothing that's, that's on, um, but it looks as though ESCOM and NURSA are possibly tabling guidelines around that, um, and we'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. But amidst all of this energy crisis, there's always uh, opportunity, there's always businesses that are uh, operating or finding ways to operate. And one such business is uh, Masalko Investments, which um, has an energy fund. I'm joined on the line now by their executive director and fund principal, Mitesh Pema. Uh, good evening, Mitesh. Thanks very much for taking the time. Um, before we kick off, I mean, the, the, the Masalko Energy Fund is uh, something that uh, business or the, that you use to invest in businesses in the alternative space, in the energy space. Can you give us a bit more context around... Um, what the what the fund invests in and where you are currently positioned um, as a fund. Hi, thank you, uh, and good evening to your listeners. Um, so the Energy Fund is a private equity fund, so we look for uh, investments in the energy sector generally in South Africa, and that includes both in increasing the electricity generation capacity within the country, but also looking at how we contribute to localizing more of the value chain in the energy sector locally. So uh, as you and your listeners probably know, um, the Department of Energy has been quite successful over the last 11 or 12 years in procuring uh, a number of renewable energy uh, projects in the country, you know, in attracting over 100 billion rand in investment. But a large portion of that value chain, somewhere in the order of 70%, uh, comprises imported content. So, you know, the focus of the fund is really around energy security for South Africa, contributing towards a just energy transition looking at job creation and transformation uh, and increasing local ownership within the sector. Mm. So that being said, Mitesh, what, what, um, what's the, the fund's current investment view in light of what we're seeing um, from ESCOM? I mean, clearly there's, we, we, we know we've needed a, a drive towards sustainable energy. We know that the president has announced that we'll be getting some $8.5 billion towards the just energy transition from the likes of the United States. We've gotten commitments from... I think it's Germany and the UK as well. Um, is this shifting the fund's strategy and outlook and focus to say we should then be positioning the fund from a sustainability standpoint uh, to take into account the fact that ESCOM is not going to be able to facilitate electricity for much longer? So it certainly has. I think for starters, I'd say. You know, as as someone in, uh, invested in the sector and involved in the sector, we really do need a strong and uh, successful ESCOM. So mm. I don't think the country can afford to see ESCOM fail. So with large infrastructure pro uh, industries, you know, which are very capital intensive, we do require uh, strong centralized planning mm. to ensure efficient uh, resource allocation. Mm. 
with that being said, I think the other thing you, you mentioned there was the uh, strong interest from foreign investors to contribute towards the just energy transition. And you know, as I mentioned with the Department of Energy's programs over the last decade, uh, there hasn't been any shortage of capital, whether local or foreign, uh, towards uh, renewable or cleaner forms of energy and uh, the, the, the just transition. Mm. So, you know, we don't see capital as the constraint, but rather um, skills and, um, well, predominantly skills is, is a big constraint. So if we think that, you know, as a country, if we're looking towards uh, renewable energy as a solution to our to to the current load shedding challenges, then you know the estimate is that we, you know we need to build somewhere between four to six gigawatts of uh, capacity annually for the next ten years. Mm. Now mm. that equates to you know just short of the capacity procured in the last decade, and we need to do that annually for the next decade. So it really is about how do we uh, create a, a, a skills base and a construction sector and, a, and an engineering uh, capacity within the country to deliver on that uh, at that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so that's been partly a focus for the fund is, 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 is contributing towards that capacity development. But also, as you rightly point out, uh, you know, decarbonization is a big global driver and, uh, you know, hence the capital uh, availability for renewable energy. But I think what we're seeing from customers locally is, you know, decarbonization falls lower down the priority list after energy security, which I think is the main priority and uh, reducing the impact of load shedding uh, the impact that load shedding has on manufacturing and industrial businesses, mm. as well as cost savings. So, you know, the unpredictability of tariff increases, we've seen the 18% being proposed for ESCOM this year and 32% over the next two years. So, you know, you know that, you know, ensuring energy supply at, a, at an efficient cost are the primary drivers for um clients that we're seeing uh, locally today. Mm. Now, from a fund perspective, before I let you go, Mitesh, does that then mean that you are now approaching things from a different risk point of view, given the new factors like uh, the NERSA increase that you just mentioned, like the continued um, and elevated levels of load shedding? Has that affected the fund's risk profile in terms of the projects that you assess? uh, Or are you looking at it from a long-term perspective to say that over the long term, that risk will sort of um, balance itself out? So it's... For us, a blend of both. So we are long-term investors and we do have uh, relatively patient capital having, given that we invest in assets with uh, long lifespans, uh, you know, particularly on the energy, gener- electricity generation side. However, what we're finding is with this influx of capital, there is uh, generally an, a, a dynamic of more capital than there are good assets or good uh, investment opportunities. Mm. And what we're finding as a, as a manager, we need to be very active in the origination as well as long-term management of our investments. And so we are in, in the origination effort, effort uh, having to take uh, more risky position than, you know, 
you know, asset managers have maybe traditionally been able to get away with in the past mm. in order to develop a pipeline and bring uh, more attractive opportunities to the table that are then long-term sustainable, i.e., you know, we're more in, in, in control of the development of projects early or investment opportunities earlier in their life cycle such that we can ensure or, or have more influence over the long, long-term sustainability of them. Mm. Well, we wish you all of the best of luck um, in terms of your uh, agendas and, to, and your investment opportunities, and we hope that uh, Matlako Energy Fund will have a positive impact on the energy situation in South Africa. Thanks so much for your time, Matesh. That was Matesh Pema, who is the Executive Director and Fund Principal of Matlako Energy Fund at Matlako Investments. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.